0: Are now you are now listening to we're in this lovely the time of the season boom. where there's a lot of opinions flying around.
1: Yeah, a lot of opinions. Yeah. Um, interesting opinions. We, we, hey, we listen, don't... man. Er- everybody's entitled to an opinion, even yeah. if they're really formed or and have no basis in reality or fact or logic or any of those things. It's fine. <laughs>
0: Athlon Sports uh, just released uh, or last month they released their spring
1: 2022
0: power rankings.
1: And... Our good friends at Athlon Sports always love when they put their rankings out. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very kind. Um, Auburn is ranked 12th Mm. out of 14 only ahead of Missouri and Vandy. So... According to them, we're going to finish last in the West. Uh apparently there's a guy on Twitter who has Auburn going one and seven in conference, finishing last, and going about four and eight, which puts us, you guessed it, right ahead of Missouri and Vandy. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. we know what needs to happen this year. For Harson to be able to retain his job, right? We're gonna to have to see some improvement. You definitely can't do that. <laughs> we can't that's that's going the wrong direction, right? Kevin yeah. <laughs> can't uh, do that. Nope. So my question, even beyond, we know what we want to have happen, but it but looking at it objectively, what we saw in spring, what we have up ahead, will Auburn football improve from six and seven in twenty twenty two? Yes. Start with you, my G. Go ahead. Yes. Let, 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 give, us, give us give us some hope beyond what, uh, what people outside of the program are saying. I think a lot of this doom and
2: gloom is about the quarterback, the uncertainty at the quarterback position. I really do. That's um, that's fair. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of the folks and the offensive line. Yeah, true. Um run blocking was bad last year. You can't yeah. paint that with rose-colored shades. It was just not good. We made our running backs work a lot harder than they should have had to uh, for the talent that they have. Um, pass blocking was a, a little above average, but, you know, there were still there's still significant growth to be had there. Um, but quarterback play left a lot to be desired at times last year. And there is a feeling that we did not get better. And I think that people have just not seen anything else. We had one dude for eight years who perennially put out average to terrible quarterbacks. And this is year two of the Brian Harson era. Every quarterback now on this roster, he brought in. Right. And I think in year two, people will be pleasantly surprised by the production at that position, no matter who wins the job. I feel pretty confident that whether it's Calzada or Robbie or TJ we're going to see a marked improvement and if whoever wins the job initially does not perform to snuff I feel more confident this year going to the backup than I have in years past so uh you know 1 in 7 is stupid like if there's a bet if Brandy Mac if you're watching uh send me the over under on that <laughs> Right, like, can I take that bet? Can I put a thousand dollars on that right now? Auburn's not going one and seven in the SEC next year. Right? I mean, that's just, i you know, and the media is right about like negative three percent of the time anyway. Uh, the guy who made that prediction, I don't even know if he qualifies as media. You know, twelfth in the SEC. Uh, that's again, such a ridiculously flagrant insult to the talent level that we have on this team and the players that we have on defense. Defense alone, we're good for five wins. And we may have improved on defense, even in spite of losing McCreary and Zacoby McClain. Dylan Brooks showed promise during A-Day. I know it. I mean, highly touted kid. It's just people are uncertain about what they haven't seen. So because they have not seen a lot of this, I get the uncertainty. But I'll tell you what, the one in seven is not happening. It's just not. And I can't wait to see what, what these, I hope I'm, I'm I'm rooting for our receivers to prove a lot of people wrong. Uh, You know, I'm I'm rooting for whoever's playing at quarterback to uh, prove a lot of people wrong. I read an assessment of our quarterbacks that I thought was completely ridiculous. Every single one of them, the assessment of every single one of them was ridiculously off and um, non-objective, but uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to this season. Five straight home games to start the season is a gift. It is. And Auburn should at worst come out of that stretch four and one, if you ask me. So four and two wouldn't be the end of the world either. I'm sorry. Three and 32. Yeah. Bad math. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't be the end of the world. Just it puts a little bit more pressure on the rest of that October schedule to get things together. But I think we could beat Penn State. Clifford is coming back for a sixth year. Uh, he carved us up last year. Uh, I definitely ate a lot of crow in that game, man. Oof. He he had the game of his life versus us. I don't know that he played that well the rest of the season.
0: He didn't. He didn't. And
2: he played that well the rest of the season. Um, you know, and LSU should be beatable, Missouri, and then the cupcakes that we got. <laughs> Come on, man. That's not a terrifying schedule to start the season. And all of those games are at home. So, uh, by game three, if the offense does not look good, and I'm speaking specifically of quarterback, I expect to see some changes going into or during Penn State. We cannot let the wheels fall off the wagon waiting on guys to get it this year. Harston can't afford that. So... Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what all these guys can do, uh, or at least the ones that get a shot.
0: I Does a lot of this have to do with the way Auburn ended its season last year? That, people yeah. just are just completely down on what they yeah. would look like.
1: It. Uh, I mean, it has to do with two things fundamentally. Uh, the way that the season ended last year leaves people feeling like, um, you know, you've got talent that has gone out. We finished on a sour note And then the the second thing is what Mike was saying is is the uncertainty of where we will be talent wise or productivity wise, the quarterback position. Um, I don't know that there's any, anything else. Like if, if I tried to weave another logical argument in with that, there's nothing else that I think I can pull out that would make any sense Um, because listen, I I understand what the record was and this isn't the, you know, I'm, I'm the woulda shoulda coulda game is very difficult, but When you're trying to project forward, you have to be able to say, was it as bad as it looked? And this is is the thing, and, and please forgive me as I go back for a second to talk about the previous coach while I make this argument for the current coach. This is the thing that I was always saying about the previous coach, which is, yes, we won games. But how we won those games did not instill any confidence in me in our team's competence to be dominant at any point in the near future. It was always barely winning and fluky and all this kind of stuff. So it never made me feel like, oh, man, Auburn is almost there. So regardless of what the record was at the end of the season, it always felt like we were dangling on the edge of being much worse than what our record looked like, right? And so that didn't instill confidence in me. Conversely, we didn't have a great record last year, but we showed signs within games of competence. Now, we saw plenty of signs of incompetence within games. So, again, that's why I'm like, I don't know how you automatically go to the opposite, to the negative side of that spectrum based on what? Like, if players retained in the same system have the opportunity to improve in that system, you would expect incremental improvements as well in their play on the field and therefore a different result within the game. We didn't have so much turnover at so many critical positions where I'm like, there's no way we're going to be better defensively, right? Like, I, I understand that Zacoby McClain and Roger McCreary huge hits to actual playing time and experience. But, but again, that was their first year in that system, too. Everybody else who's returning on that defense, for the most part, played in this system last year. So I expect improvement from those playing in this system in year two. The same thing goes for literally everyone on the offense is that all of them are returning. So I expect improvement from them within the system. So if you get incremental improvements across the board from multiple players within the system, you can expect to see incremental benefits of that on the field. Now, that's not saying that no other teams are going to get better as well. I am saying that I'm looking at what we have on our team and the talent that we have and the potential that they have. And I'm saying, wow you guys really just have no faith whatsoever in players' ability to, pr- 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 to, to, to get better year over year. To improve, yeah. But some of these same people told me that Bo Nix was going to be a Heisman caliber quarterback in year three because he was going to be year three and he's going to be... I just, I don't, I, don't, I don't get how we're tying our logics together. Either you can improve year over year or you can't. Either it can happen or it can't. And it's more likely that you improve year over year when the system is retained, when the coaching staff is retained. Mm-hmm. The only people you lost in this coaching staff were the the coordinators, and everybody swore to me that both of them were the worst coordinator hires ever. So they're gone. So we should be better just by getting rid of them, right? Like I just don't, I don't understand where the logic follows. Again, I'm not I'm not predicting a national championship next year. I'm just saying one in seven in the SEC is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. I'm sorry. It just it's, it's it's a silly proposition to have me think that that's where we're going to land. If we land there, color me as shocked as I possibly can. Oh, could we're be, gonna
2: have a new coach in 2023 if we yeah, land there.
1: Zero yeah, just, way Harson survives just, that. I just don't <laughs> see that. Again, a coach takes on, or excuse me, a team typically takes on the mentality of their coach. And Coach Brian Harson doesn't strike me as. one one in seven is going to be acceptable. So the team won't allow that to be acceptable. So I expect them to pull out more wins than that. Just plain and simple. It's just not going to be a thing.
0: And, you know, we we talked to Chief of Staff, and he said what we achieved with what less than 50% of the team bought in. Right. You won six games with less than half of the team bought into what this coaching staff wants to do. Right. The idea is that more people have bought in. Yeah. And you know what? When we talk to the players,
2: the vibe is completely different. Yeah. When you talk to the players that we have talked to have told us this is way different than what we had last year in the weight room, in the locker room and in practice. On the field, off the field, it's, there's a different feeling. There's a different vibe around this team. And when I hear them say it enthusiastically and you can look into their eyes and see the hope and the excitement that they have, and I know they're supposed to feel that way, but it just comes off super genuine to me. I just think that it, i you know, I don't know, man, if that makes me a sunshine pumper for just believing that we're not going to go one in seven. Right. Then fine. I mean, this this is probably a sunshine all day. Yeah, this is a four and four. The SEC team, I think, right now, If they do better than four and four. That's overachieving. One and seven is just those are used. The one in seven people are the Harson doomists, like the people who just Scott never strong. liked Harson to begin Correct. with. Correct, one hundred percent. Yeah, the so people who never liked Harson to begin with that were literally predicting one in seven because they think he's going to get fired next year anyway. So, I hope they can find a way to cheer for Auburn. I'm taking. I've been taking screenshots and bookmarking tweets. I'm keeping. I mean, I'm, keeping I'm keeping. I'm keeping receipts on all this shit. It's,
0: so, it's 2022, the year of receipts for you, my G. Yeah, it is, <laughs> man.
2: I'm sorry, some of this stuff is just
1: too ludicrous to it's, let it, slide. I mean, but it's it's flagrant though, Like, yeah. like I, at this point, yeah. it's like I, I it's flagrant, and I hope you know. Listen. To it every year every time we come into a season and people are putting auburn in this position are the gears that we do really well um and i'm not predicting some miraculous 2013 no. type of thing what i'm saying is if you are predicting one in seven and then i just again you're, you're doing that solely based on you you pulled a number out of your hater bias right yeah, you Again, just that's a bias that. from last season
2: that you're bringing into this season based on the belief that we don't have a good coach right those right. people are going to be miserable during the football season even when we win after every game it's going to be waiting for the wheels to fall off the wagon every single game
1: yeah, they're not going to even be able to enjoy our success because they've put, they've invested so much energy into the the predicted downfall.
2: Yeah,
1: right. Rather right. than just letting go of your ego
2: and, and, and admitting that it was never as bad as you thought it was.
1: Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Build a Rapport, are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show.
2: So let's say Harsin goes 8-5 next year. That's an improvement. A two-game improvement. Eight and five, um, let's, or, or, or uh, nine and three and wins a bowl game, right? Or nine and four, or whatever. I don't know. Whatever math adds up to us winning eight games in a bowl game. What Those people will still find a reason to say, we got lucky. We're not headed the right direction. But the slow build is what I'm counting on here for Brian Harson. Right. The schedule sets up nice for him, man. If he can't get it done, listen, he can't get it done. I just don't see what factual basis people have for saying that we're going to be worse than a six win team this year. I don't I I just don't see. I don't know how you look at the schedule and find eight losses like that one dude
1: did. Eight. I mean, it, it basically you, you have to say that there's only one team in the SEC that we could possibly beat, and that's likely Missouri.
2: That's it. That's the only game we win right. in the SEC next year, is Missouri. And right. some of the teams that we played, that we beat last year, got
0: worse. <laughs> right, they didn't get. Or are
1: just as unpredictable this season, right? You already talked about how much turnover Ole Miss has. Ole had. Miss has. Right, so you the 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 LSU. Heisman the, the Heisman quarterback candidate has Heisman candidate quarterback they had no longer there, but you're somehow assuming the guy who was the quarterback at LSU who we when he played at LSU is going to somehow make them better. Excuse me, that's Texas A&M. But, um, th- oh, Dart. Jackson Dart is somehow going to mm-hmm. come in and make Ole Miss better at, at, on offense when Matt Corral, the reason why they were good offensively was mostly because of his legs. He could throw, but it was mostly because of his running ability. Jackson Dart's not the runner that Matt Corral is. So he's going to throw better, and they're going to – I just – is it is it confidence? Is it really just about the coach? Do you just have right. that much confidence in Lane Kiffin and that little confidence in Brian Harson? I'm yeah. trying to understand where this talent deficit is that everybody keeps. But that's seeing what it is between you just the said middle it. of the pack teams, not it's, Bama, Georgia. But I'm talking about Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas. Like, where is that? Yeah,
2: but it's exactly what you said. It's the it's the Brian Harson haters that are predicting this. 25 kids out at Ole Miss, 14 kids in. That is a significant amount of turnover and a lot of question marks. Right. All now, right. listen, they may be good next year. Who knows? I just don't know how you're looking and saying with any certainty that they absolutely will be any more than we're going to be one in seven. Right. What? Come on, man.
0: Right. So, and again, know. LSU. They're, they're they're going turnover. They're going right. They're going through what we what we went through last year. A whole new and coaching a culture change. Right. Yeah,
2: they're have, they're going to feel the pain of the culture change next year.
0: And
1: they weren't good last year. Yeah, right? their so you have a not good down. team with a culture change. But you're assuming they're going to be in the top five. And I, I just again, I don't see where you're getting that from. Is it because you think Brian Kelly is the savior of LSU in year one? Right.
2: So I don't know. Like I said, I mean, uh, uh, I think you know. Again, you know, saying "Hey, eight win ceiling," that's not a bad thing when you're growing. When you're again, when you're building a program, yeah, going from six to eight wins, and eight to nine wins, nine to ten wins is how it should be done. That's what that's what Jimbo has been gradually doing at A yeah. since he's been there. We have to get over the idea of these these needing miracles and seeing these miracles that give us false hope of direction of the program. Bruce Pearl didn't build a winner overnight, man. He built it over years.
1: Right.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know if basketball's
1: a different beast, but, man, development is the same. There are very few coaches who come in and build winners overnight. Overnight. Like, it's just not a thing. Like, with all of the positive momentum people feel like South Carolina was having, they went 6-6 and last year.
2: And they are happy. Their fan base is like, yo, we are excited for next year. Because of the momentum that we built, even going 6-6 and on the season. Now, expectations are higher
1: at Auburn, which I get. For sure. They're higher at Auburn. And and I think that that's part of the problem, is that people are stacking up against what they expect, not the reality. The reality. Because we aren't at the place where we are contending for the SEC West title right now. We must be terrible. Yeah. And there's a lot of ground between losing one game in the season to either Bama or Georgia and going and only winning one game in the entirety of the SEC. And I'm like, how did y'all get so far away from either end of that? Right. Yeah. I just, I, I, I get confused by now it. Now,
2: I, I stand by this, and I will die on this hill. We had the talent to win nine games last year. Certainty. For sure. well, what For sure. we did not have were a lot of the intangibles that are harder to predict that the players and the coaches have been telling about us about all offseason.
0: season, Right.
2: We finally got this together. You know, we asked Alan Green about how he felt about the direction of the program. He gave us some good stuff. We have some other interviews coming for you guys that will shed light on what we're talking about. I just, I like what I'm hearing. And I've liked what I've seen. It's still a work in progress. We have by no means arrived. Right. But I just don't know how, like, if we just got better... If, let's say, Robbie Ashford wins the job, or let's just say Zach Calzada, let's talk more realistically, a guy who started every game in the SEC last year behind one of the worst pass-protecting offensive lines in our league. Texas A&M replaced every starter on their offensive line last year, and they were terrible. He was running for his life. Under pressure, like 37% of his dropbacks. Right up there with Bryce Young. And I thought he did a pretty good job under the circumstances. Enter him into Auburn, just at the the level that we pass protected last year, he should be a much better quarterback here. And he should be able to make our receivers better. If TJ improves, he should be able to do the same. Robbie should be able to do the same in his own ways. All these guys bring something different to the table. Get us through, we need one of these guys to get us through these development years because 2023 will be a development year as well. Still need to show improvement. But then when a guy like Holden Gariner takes over, it's it, you know, culture is solidified, right? The the talent, um, uh, uh the talent pool is streamlined and the system is solidified. And we're not expecting this kid to come in and be the savior of Auburn football. <laughs> right he could come and be in a very important part in a well-oiled machine. Realistically, that's the type of system we felt like Bo should have been stepping into. Yeah. The situation that Gus put him in was not very fair. Not for, uh, uh, at the time, what, like a seventh-year head coach. I don't think it was fair. Going into your seventh year, a kid like Bo, if you're going to start him... He should have been stepping into a well-oiled machine on offense, and he wasn't, and that is Gus's fault 100%. Yeah, I mean,
1: sure, listen, sure. all of those top recruiting um, recruiting classes that he brought in, tons of misses, tons of transfers. Too out, many misses. Tons of yeah. uh, guys who just, they never played a down at Auburn that was worth anything, but they're right. four- and five-star recruits. I, I just, I, I just don't understand how people are, and, and this is why I, I don't fall in love with recruiting rankings. Like, it doesn't. that doesn't matter to me at the time. It's great to have the talent in the room. Can you keep them in the room, and can you make them productive? Right, That's right. what matters the most.
2: Yeah, they only matter if you're pulling in the most. Like, if you're doing what Texas A&M did, like, some of them five stars that they brought in will bust out. Nobody's going to care, because enough of those kids will pan out.
0: <laughs> right.
2: That you're not going to feel the few that actually bust.
0: Right. Right.
2: That's Texas a and m situation right now. They're really high on the freshmen that they brought in at quarterback. Plus, they got Haynes King, who actually won the job last year.
1: And then the kid from LSU transferred. Yeah. yeah,
2: competing with Max Johnson. There's a lot of, you know, you got starts, competing with starts, and then a freshman in the waiting with an all-time great recruiting class. Yeah. If I were the freshman, I'd be cool chilling this season. <laughs> with the class that they brought in now me and my boys my 2022 cats (laughs) we're taking over the league next year that's how i'd feel that's how i think we should feel that's how i hope that's where i hope brian Harson has
1: auburn football in 2024 right that's the way i think they're selling that uh with guys like damari austin you know coming in and trying to sell it to you know the 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 recruits around him and it's like, hey, man, we're building something here. Like, don't worry about what you saw last year. Just know what we got in the tuck is is something mm-hmm. special, right? Like, get on board up. now mm-hmm. yeah. before everybody else does, right? Because you right. want to be able to get in now and learn the system so that next year when we step into it and we're the guys, we're coming out there doing something nobody expected. Exactly. Thomas Jones says two... Two deep depth
0: chart after the spring game. Uh, I guess that's in reference to what we were saying uh,
1: after spring with the meetings. Well, he evaluation. wants he wants us to put one together to see if we can uh, put hmm. a, a two deep depth. So here's the thing: why I'm hesitant to do that right now because the transfer portal hasn't happened yet, right? So I want to see what shakes out from all of that stuff, and um, you know, there's just just guys we haven't seen do anything yet right like Zach Calzada hasn't even taken a meaningful snap in practice yet outside of just throwing so I'm hesitant to put anything out there that I know is going to change but if this is Thomas I don't know if you were with us last year as we get closer to the season we do uh position group breakdowns now what we didn't do last year was give projections on who we thought were going to be starters in those Mm -hmm. position groups but maybe we'll do that this year as we are trying to you know devote more time to doing this stuff for the war rapport we'll have more time to be able to do something like that. So just stay tuned with us. I promise you we'll get into stuff like that as the fall camp starts. So
0: got one here from Brian Hanscher. He says, I like the one in seven prediction makes good bulletin board material and tangibles.
2: They should be making one in seven t-shirts.
0: <laughs>
2: the team should, you we know, wear it on your it. chest, man. And, and just, you know, remind yourself
1: what people think of what you're going to accomplish this, this year. Did you, so you guys have heard the story of um the 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 Cleveland Cavaliers series with Michael Jordan leading up to the shot that ultimately ended that series. Have you guys heard this story about Mm-mm. what Michael Jordan did? Mm-mm. So, so there were they he was uh the, it was the before game five because it was a five game series. Um, the writers had all put out their predictions, and there were three of them, and one of them said that the Cavs would win in three, one of them said the Cavs would win in four, and the other one said Cavs in five. And he walked up before game five, to, to, to three, those three writers said, we took care of you already, took care of you already, we're taking care of you tonight. And he pointed at all of them. He was using that as motivation of light. All of y'all said we would lose this series before tonight's game, and I'm about to prove the last one of you guys wrong at night. Before the game started, he goes out there that game and hits the game-winning shot afterwards. You got to have that mentality that says, "All right, cool. Got you. 1 and 7." I'm gonna put it on my locker, do whatever I got to do, and as soon as I win the second game of the season, I need to find my new motivation to go win more, right? Yeah. Right. right. The Auburn basketball team I think embraced the fact that people thought that they were going to finish 5th in the SEC last season. They were like, well, that was wrong. Like you, the, the barrage of them coming back and saying, "Hey, this this looks really stupid right now, doesn't it?" After you win the regular season title, they used it as motivation going into the season to say, "All right, got you." Fifth in the SEC, cool. We'll see. We'll see where that shakes out at the end. And so the the football team needs to just embrace the fact that all right, one in seven. I hear you. I bet you that won't be the actual outcome. Yeah. So. Got it. Sure. You got it. You gotta adopt it, man. You gotta just embrace it and 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 let it be a thing that motivates you to go out there and prove them wrong. Keeps yeah. you with an edge. Keep you. Keeps you with an edge for sure.
0: Uh, locked on wants to know who was talking about dad jokes. You. Get <laughs> <laughs> out of here, you troll. This <laughs> block. This block locked on. Uh, oh, you know, time oh, out trolling. for five you minutes. <laughs> James Barnett says, fellas, those people who are making those asinine comments are forgetting that the team will have something to say about wins versus losses. I agree. I yeah. agree. It's it's hard for, you know why? It's hard for me to
2: accept a lot of these comments because we're hearing from the players about all the hard work that they're putting in to be better, Right. Right. And so when you hear it directly from them, it's, it's hard to go out and say, I think this player is going to be terrible and this is going to be that. And, you know, again, you can call that a sunshine pump if you want to. Um, but hearing how their mindset is better and how things are better and hearing from them why they think they're going to be better as players and as a team makes me optimistic. That's what we try to share with people so you know and that's all of them man that's that's a lot of um that's that's uh uh you know uh luke that's robbie that's tj that's a lot of the players that we've talked to man they all feel like it's different and until they go out on the field and show me otherwise because this year's team is not last year's team there are too many different pieces. War Report family, you are listening to the Wednesday Night War Room Podcast. You're in the right place for great discussion of Auburn sports news, but there's so much more available to our YouTube channel patrons. Patron-level supporters get first dibs on select content, special chat privileges when we have special segments and big-time guests, and only patrons get access to our off-season football film reviews that kick off after a day. We're talking next-level film breakdowns to look at what we did in 2021 and even give us a glimpse of what to expect in 2022. And did I mention the patron giveaways? So head on over to our YouTube page and look for the Join button. Become a patron-level member and get your weight up. All right, now let's get back to it.
1: And uh, and that's that's the thing that I don't understand is, like, why do you expect the same or worse results when people— so. Let's just, you know, we're not, I don't want to spend, we talk, we've talked ad nauseum about the quarterback situation, um, but I don't want to spend too much time on this, right? But again, I, why don't you expect with an entire fall ahead of him for TJ Finley to play better when it comes to game time in the fall? If you don't feel like T.J. Finley is going to be any better, why don't you trust that Brian Harson is going to put the right quarterback in there to play better in the fall? Why don't you expect the offensive line to improve at all? I know that we didn't get any additional talent, but are you saying these are people who are incapable of playing any better than they did last year, regardless of having additional experience and more, more uh, time in the weight room? They're incapable of getting any better. So we've reached their talent ceiling last year. That was it. They don't improve anymore. Right? right. Why are you expecting wide receivers that are in this t- uh, room to not play better next season? They have reached their talent ceiling. There is no capacity for them to get better. We saw Shedrick Jackson get better within the season last year. But he must—he—he he had to have capped out already. There's no way he improves at all, right. and nobody else in that room is going to get any better. So we, based upon everything I saw last year, we're doomed. I just don't understand that. Again, I didn't say we're going to win a national title next year. I'm just not understanding the "we're terrible and we have no talent" crowd. I just don't get that at all. Yeah. And you, you look at what other schools have done in year two
0: just in recent years, right? You saw what Ole Miss did in year two. You saw what Arkansas did in year two. And they show glimpses that time in year one under their new coaches. But if we're to believe that teams get better in year two under a head coach, how does Auburn get bad? Just go from bad to how did how did they just fall off the cliff in year two with Harson? It just doesn't make logical sense that a team that has shown improvement, even though it didn't necessarily reflect in wins and losses down the stretch of the season, how does that team not
1: get better in year two? Right. Um, JC says he'll take the shirt, so right, you already that's, know that's, what that, to do, yeah, JC. Yeah,
2: man, that's, that's between you and, and Lawrence. Well, Lawrence said he didn't
0: want Lawrence said he wants to win it. it. He wants to win it. He wants yeah.
1: To. Okay, all right. I'm going to go Lawrence. So, yeah, this is what I'm saying, Lawrence. We were... I was personally like, yo, why I you know, I ain't gonna lie, I don't understand why Shedrick is starting this season. And I he didn't do anything early in the season to make me think any differently. By the end of the year, I felt much differently than I did about Shedrick Jackson at the beginning of last season. And going into next season, I've already said I think he takes a monumental leap and he becomes a valuable piece of this wide receiving court.
2: Yeah, and and but again, to my point, if you ask the players. We interviewed two quarterbacks. They both noted Shedrick yeah. as a standout. <laughs> right. So I'm I'm inclined to believe them. I am really inclined to believe them. Luke, everybody talked about him. Right. I, and, and I don't know that that should necessarily be a shock. But um, yeah, it, it was enough to change my mind because I was where Ike was at. I was like, I don't know. Then you talk to these guys and you see how they talk about his improvement and, and all the hard work he's putting in. And I, who am I to argue with that? Right. If the guys that are here say so-and-so, not even talking about themselves, my teammate is working his ass off to get better right now. I like how much they talk about each other. Yeah. yeah. Ask them about themselves and they'll tell you about their teammates. Man, come on, dude. That's that's what we talk about when we talk about culture. Right, right. All these guys can talk about is how their teammates are getting better. They don't even want it to, and you know, yeah, I'm working hard, but man, let me tell you about my teammates. All of them talked about J Fair. J Fair, J Fair. Now, we heard about J Fair from everybody. <laughs> right. And the comment is not just about his raw talent, it's about the work that he's putting in. That's exciting to hear, man. And that, is a reflection of our head coach and the work they're putting in changing what's up here
1: so we can change
0: what's on the field these uh these these comments are uh, off the chain yeah tonight. yeah y'all, um, y'all are
1: having a lot of fun in the comment section and I'm not mad uh, at it, yeah, I love
0: it. <laughs> but so I, I guess I I guess you know we just never know because we normally, as we get closer to the season, we'll do our predictions as to what we think Auburn to do. I had the most pessimistic take, right? Last year. You I did. had Auburn going yeah. seven 75. And five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were the closest. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah.
2: You were the most right. <laughs> <laughs> My son's pop up and ask, 10 and two, baby. <laughs> No points
1: for Penn State. Right, shut Goose out. No out. points for any team that has Shut out.
2: We got. We didn't get one shut out though. We did. We had yeah. to block a field goal to do it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> we got one shut out. Oh man, yeah. that was fun.
0: But I don't. But it, I don't
2: take any of it back either.
0: I, I take wait, none of it, it back. It
1: was good television. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure you gotta give people what they want you gotta give them what they want but but I mean there was a point in the season where I looked like I was dead wrong like after we had beat Arkansas we had beaten Ole Miss we looked like we were well on our way to making a, str- a closing out the year strong right mm-hmm. then A&M happened
2: right? a and so, L brought us all the way back down to earth
0: yeah so, like, offensively
2: that is about as bad as it gets Yikes, Absolutely. man. I had questions for Carson after AM. I did. He did not like my questions. Um, but I had questions. And uh looking back on it in hindsight, he was probably, you know, right to do what he did. Um, but it, yeah. it just reminds me what a sad, what little he had to work with last year. Yeah. I mean, you know, offensively especially, like, it, there weren't a ton of options, and he did what he could, and he had hard decisions to make, but no touchdowns and one field goal. Is that what we had? One field goal? We had three points in the game? Three, three, Texas three points. Yeah, three points. Yeah. Um, And the only touchdown they scored, our offense gave to them. <laughs> right. On right. a uh, fumble by the quarterback. So, like, I, that's about as low it, it, We were hard pressed To do worse than that
1: We found a way Against Mississippi State But it's mm-hmm.
2: fine yeah, I mean I, Was it worse though? We scored in that game
1: I mean it Offensively hurt, it was it, better It, it hurts it, like, worse It hurts To come hurts. out of the half Having so much confidence In where we were Right um, Right And have it dashed mm-hmm. So Took colossally. a whole
2: poop Yeah we took a whole poop In that right. second
1: it, half And yeah, for it And it, it, for it, it to be With a defense The Bama game hurt a lot too
0: Yeah but the defense the defense that has kept us in games that was that that just our strength didn't really show up for us in that half and so we had tired, done
1: a lot man. yeah we had done tired, a lot man. yeah we had done a lot offensively it's just that we just gave out i and i'm just hoping defensively we're close to where we were last year if we're close to that this year with what everyone seems to think is a better defensive coordinator, then we should be a better football team overall. If the defense continues to do what it did last year, uh, even with the slip ups and the offense makes incremental improvement. Like, again, we weren't getting run off the field last year. Like, I need everybody to calm. Down. No, I don't know why I got keep telling people calm down. But just, like, calm down a little bit and understand we weren't getting beat down last year. Even by the best teams in the country, we did not get beat down last year. There was no game where it was just absolutely destruction on the part of the other team. The the game that we looked least competent in or able to win was the Georgia game. And I'd still argue we didn't get run off the field by Georgia. It wasn't until late in that game where their depth at offensive line and running back started right. to pay dividends. Yeah. Right. A mid to late third quarter is when that but, game got a hand. Yeah. Right. But the yeah. first half, all the way through, halfway through the third quarter, we were in that football game. We played Bama to multiple overtime. We were not getting run off the field last year. So I just don't right. know where this perception that we were just this awful team comes from. I just right. don't I don't I don't get it. We were definitely You're just
0: looking at the record. You're just right. looking at the, the record the
1: Penn State game you know, God bless him. if Kobe Hudson doesn't come out there and fumble to away the first play in the second half, we probably look a lot better in that game. That led to a touchdown directly by them if we don't go for it on fourth down for whatever stupid reason oh, no. against South Carolina right. and gift them a touchdown and we, and the and the Kaufman muff the Kaufman muff was bad. I was yeah. going to point to the, South Carolina. the the Finley fumble. In the, in the red zone as a bigger thing. So the force right. down on one side and the Finley fumble on the other side. Was it Kaufman? Somebody um, didn't get away from the
2: ball. Well, no, the was, game would have um, been over. It was not nah, It was,
1: was D rob D Robb didn't D-Rob, wave, yeah, wave Pritchett off. So yeah. Pritchett ended up. So, but again, those things don't. And again, I don't want to get into what a could have should have too much. I'm just trying to give perspective to people too. We were a lot closer than people are making it out to be. But all they're seeing is the record. And I get it. You have to close football games. So that is an aspect of it. But my thought process here is a team with more experience in this system and a coaching staff that knows their players a little bit more with more buy-in closes those games better. Is that that crazy to think?
2: Yeah. I mean, again, that's, that's discipline that comes with better culture. Right. And uh, they're spending all off season. So if we have, I'll be really disappointed if we see those same types of mistakes this year. Right. Really disappointed if we see those same types of mistakes this year. So Brian Harson is taking over play calling and that cannot be understated as we'll, and will be a huge, huge factor in how the season goes. Agreed. That Agreed. will have a defining effect on how the season turns out. He is taking over play. He's taking his his destiny into his own hands with play calling. And he's asking the people around him to help him come up with, you know, a system and a game plan um, that he can use to be successful. And that should be pretty fun to watch. I keep going back to this, man, but five straight home games to figure it out, to figure out who you are as a football team. Right. Before you got to go on the road. You know, to Georgia. You take that beat down. And then, you know, you 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 move on. I think it's Arkansas after that. Arkansas Ole Miss Mississippi State. Three what should be three winnable games.
0: Right.
2: Don't let Will Rogers carve you up. He's coming back, right? Is he back? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. right. Yeah. Don't let him carve you up. Uh, Mr. 80% passing. And right. um, you know, just I don't know, man. I just see, I see, I see a workable schedule. Get get momentum early, and then figure out how to hold on for dear life. Yeah, near the end. It's yeah, the I mean, SEC listen, West. if we
1: start off last uh, this season like we did last season, we'll finish better this season. In my opinion, that's I all agree. I'm saying. I, I that's agree. agree. That's I all so. I'm saying.
0: And of course, too, staying healthy. Right, we had some key injuries down the stretch that hurt us as well. So staying healthy, starting off strong with the buy-in we have, I, I expect improvement. Yes, Auburn will be better. Easily better than one and seven, but I actually think Auburn improves upon last year's record. Gene yes. Collins says,
1: "What do you think the board and boosters' expectations are this year?" Uh, I, you know what, at this point, I don't know that their expectations matter. If he is better than he was last season, they their hands are probably tied. Um, so at this point, it, you you kind of played your trump card a little too early. And now you, you run out. You don't have no more cards to play. Like now you've put you've you've de- basically done the rope a dope situation where you came out early. You threw all of your punches, mm-hmm. and Harson is just sitting here like Ali on the ropes, like, "Are you done?" And now it's up to him to finish it off. Like I just don't I don't know. Do do you have you got do you have a move left now? What is your move, Harson? It has all the cards now.
0: Right. 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 Arsene can get himself fired or get himself an extension this year. Like it's really he up won't to will Not an hey, extension, I mean, but he, 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 gets, he, gets he gets another year. <laughs> yeah, sure. He gets I mean, another year. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. By extension, I mean another year. Yeah, for sure. We we extend you the
2: grace of
0: coaching here one more year. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new extension at all. Right? Uh, yeah. Right. Um, but no, like he he he's definitely controls that. And so it's up to him. I think I think this is an important spring. I mean this is important in summer, fall. He has to he has to find a quarterback.
2: Guys, there is nothing more special than a Tennessee fan in here trolling us for being Auburn fans. First of all, pro wrestling guru, welcome.
1: Yeah, I mean, welcome. You are welcome welcome back It's a terrible take because you're like your in-state rival. Do you have an in-state rival at Tennessee? After
0: Happy Meal Yeah, their in-state rival is Tennessee because they beat themselves for the past (laughs) several years. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. After Happy Meal Gate, y'all should just be quiet for a few years, right? Like, come on, man just how, just ha- have you cleaned up all the mustard bottles is all I
0: want how does
2: it feel to, to get punished for something that, that literally became legal the next year <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee at home right now like we were ahead of our time <laughs> trailblazers <laughs> I, 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 we knew this NIL thing was coming we tried to get a Get ahead and of it
1: he's happening. If I'm meals. not mistaken, the in state rival they're talking about is their biggest rival who they've not beaten since. When is the last time y'all beat Bama? Ooh. Okay, you just, you once you figure that out, then come back and say something. Oh, yeah. so was when was the last time
0: they beat Georgia?
1: They're more with us than he. knows. I, I don't. know. I don't know.
2: I, this dude, man. I, I'm sure he's just. He's a nice guy. I'm sure he's. He probably a nice guy. is. But if you want
1: to start joking, I could joke back.
2: Yeah, like, like, bro, we in the same boat. Just grab a paddle and help us row. <laughs> 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 it's a December. <laughs> so, uh, although I will say I do, I do like what Hendon Hooker showed us last season.
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I think I think they uh, found their quarterback for their sure. Co- yeah. Their coach, Heupel, is is gonna be taking mm-hmm. their offense in the right direction. One hundred percent. Yeah, um, they've got the right trigger man uh, doing all the things. I just hope that they can stop somebody on defense every now and then. Yeah, definitely. Right. I was right. impressed with Hendon Hooker versus Alabama. Actually, I thought
2: he had I he had a, fair, a fairly good game. Uh, you know, and he he kept them in it for a while. They were just outmatched from a talent perspective, but. Uh, it, it's good to see, I listen, the SEC is better, man, when Tennessee is, is actually competing and some of the, uh, schools, uh, that are kind of, that have kind of been sitting in the middle are better. Um, you know, I think the SEC was a little top heavy last year. Um, this year, it'd be good to see some of us get back into the race here going into November. So, uh, yeah. the East, the East man has just been Georgia, Florida, and everybody else for a long time.
1: In Florida, I, mean, mm, mm, I know, mm, right? I mean, two yeah. well, two years <laughs> really, ago they c- were. But then Georgia Kentucky and everybody is, else is yeah. Kentucky's the only other team that's looked. Tennessee looked better last year. Let me not just throw them completely under the they bus.
0: They got better. They, as, they better got better, better as a year went on. They yeah, they, they, they looked don't. a little rocky at first. No pun intended.
1: Yeah, um, complete pun intended. But uh, J D Davidson is declaring for the draft. Is this real?
0: Yes. Yes. I'm so happy.
1: What? Why? Why, Why? are you happy? He should come back. He's not good. I'm so happy.
2: What? That's funny.
1: Austin Berriel says, we ain't UCF, no way. We we're going one and seven. Is this the, like the the ghost of uh, <laughs> a honest. big cat past in here? No. <laughs> I, w- I was on a Georgia Twitter space
2: last night with our guy Paul uh, from UGA Rivals. Uh, and we had a good time just talking about expectations. Spring games, everybody's spring games this season. And, you know, the question that they had for me a lot was, you know, what's a realistic outlook on Auburn this season? Mm-hmm. And there's a, a wide range of takes. You know, I don't think we'll be worse, but I could see a scenario where we might get worse if worst case scenario happens with injuries and things of that nature.
0: Right. right.
2: Yeah. Um, but I'm not predicting that, so I'm not predicting that we're going to be worse. There are more scenarios where we get better than there are. Where we get worse, okay. Brian Harson has been coaching football a long time. I, I think I think he'll, I think he'll find his groove a little bit. I'm hopeful that he will. But I'm happy with the work that they're, they're they put in, and I'm also happy with the with the introspection that has happened within this administration, within this football staff, about what they need to do better as well too. Right. That get, there's nothing makes me more hopeful for guys to improve than hearing them admit where they need to improve.
0: Right? right. right, That
2: makes me hopeful. So when people ask us, you know, say, you know, why, why I'm not just trashing TJ and throwing him under the bus, it's because we talked to him. Hey, man, what are you working on for next season? He said, consistency and leadership. So you're talking about a kid who's at least aware. I have to be more consistent. He understands the importance of being more consistent. Right. So I cannot believe he's not out there working his ass off to be more consistent. Whether that comes to fruition or not is what everybody is debating on. Whether it can come to fruition. And you know what? I'm right there with everybody else in the I don't know... Well, not everybody else. I'm in the I don't know category, but, you know, I think that there's a a possibility that he could... I'm not in the camp that thinks that there's no possibility that he can So, you know, will he is a different conversation Frank. Right. and when he